What's up, people? This is You're Not Listening, the podcast that teaches you how to actively listen to music one song at a time. I'm Sean O'Loughlin. I'm Sean's dad, Jim. And we are back with a couple cool songs tonight. Uh, I thought since I did a pretty low-key kind of bounce and clap lovey-dovey song last time, I wanted to do something that rocks. And uh, supposedly your song is pretty strange. I actually haven't heard it yet. But before we get into that, I want to um, remind everybody that if you love music and you love music podcasts, make sure you check out pantheonpodcast.com. We are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast Network, and it is full of awesome music-related podcast that you're i know you're gonna love so make sure you check that out and check us out on social media we are at ynl podcast on instagram and twitter and you can find us on facebook by searching for the name of the show remember to rate and subscribe review and i think that's it let's get into it great we're gonna do your song first all right all right all right can i So give us a little intro because you said there's something weird here it is weird um this is your, your typical um it, it, that you don't think, you know, the old, um, you can teach an old dog new tricks kind of thing. Literally less than a year ago, um, just listening to, I don't know if I was, if it was on Spotify or, you know, wherever I was listening, this song came up and I was like, Oh, I know this song and everything else. And then when I heard who the artist was, I was like, what? That's gotta be wrong. There's no way. There's no way. Cause I've known the song, but I never knew what it was. And you know, it's one of those songs I've heard since the sixties. So it's always been around stuff, but you know, ne- you never kind of paid attention to it. And then not having the, um, the visuals of, you know, immediately that's in front of every computer when you're listening to music, you, know, you I, I never even thought about who did it. It was just kind of like one of those songs that was always in a mix when I was listening to the radio. So I'm going to give you, um, a little, I'm going to set the table for you, but I'm going to give you, we're going to do a little like pre homework beforehand because you'll know exactly what I mean once you hear the song. So the song is Gene Pitney and it's Heartbreaker. So she, it's called okay. She's a Heartbreaker. So, okay. So not what, not what people think of when you say no, Heartbreaker. Not, no, not Heartbreaker, <laughs> not Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, not Pat, Pat Benatar. It's She's a Heartbreaker is the name of it. Okay. I think, I think Pat Benatar's birthday was yesterday. As Happy birthday, Pat. This, by the way. Happy birthday. Um, all right. Okay. So, okay. Be, but before you do that, all right, be, and before you, you go to listen to the song, anybody who's out there or Sean, before you hear it, I want you, you to go to, can you go to your Spotify list? And I want you to mm-hmm. do a quick sample of typical, so, so, so back this up. Gene Pitney, if you knew anything about him, he was a, a typical, like teen torch songs, like, you know, love is lament, break my heart and like schmaltzy kind of stuff. And, and he, a couple of examples of the stuff that you would expect to hear. So go to your Spotify list. And what are they, so the first song on... I'm just uh, going to play through the top five recommended okay. songs. I'm not going to take the, the time to kind of go through each one. Okay. I'm just going to play right. play a little bit, and then I'll just skip ahead to the next one, the okay. top five songs Good. recommended on yep. When Liberty Valance rode to town
Okay. So you get the, the, the feel. Okay. Yep. So what it's done without pity can do. So, you know, that and um, I think one of the other ones would have been, you know, it hurts to be in love. Like, you know, so it's typical kind of what you expect. Um, yeah. Go listen to She's a Heartbreaker and then we'll talk about it. All right. Go to the official You're Not Listening podcast playlist or click the link in the show notes for the YouTube link and uh, listen to the whole thing and we will come back and talk about it. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, so <laughs> old dog, new tricks. So picture me, you know, which I always, you know, typically do, working around the house doing some kind of project. And you know I can't do a project without the music in the background. That's always what I've always done. So here I am, you know, and I'm playing serious radio or whatever, wherever I'm hearing my music, um, you know, I don't know, putting a bathroom floor down or something. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, I like this song. This is this is a good song. Because you know you know the chorus. Everybody can sing the chorus if you knew that song from from back in the day. And they say, yeah, that, you know, and the, the guy on the radio or whatever. I say, yo, Gene Pitney. It's like, no way. That's not Gene Pitney. Because <laughs> my frame of reference for Gene Pitney was, what a sound without pity can do. You know, like that schmaltzy kind of right, thing, right, which, right. which he had some love songs. And he was a pretty prolific um, writer of, of um, other people's songs back in the day and everything else. But And then all of a sudden, like, this song came out. And I was like, this is a rocker. This is awesome. <laughs> and I it's was like the, It's like the opposite. Like when... Uh, when Kid Rock came out with that song with Sheryl Crow, yeah, yeah, and people were yeah. like, "This is Kid Rock," and you're like, "Get out of here!" Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it was the ironic thing. I guess it was one of the, the last songs, uh, at least in the U.S., that he um, had a semi-hit with. Um, he he went he. He he peaked and didn't do as well over here, and then went over to UK, and and he was like a huge superstar over there, you know, for the sixties and seventies and part of of the eighties and stuff. But this was one of his last, you know, quote unquote hits. Um, so it was later in his career, rather than like oh, you know, he peaked earlier than everything else was kind of you know soft or different afterwards. It was completely opposite what you expect. But um, hmm. different different song though, isn't it? So cool. Yeah, it's way better than all the other ones that we yeah. heard in the beginning. <laughs> right. Right. So I, I mean, again, I guess he like like a lot of other people. He was a um, he was he wrote a lot of other songs. I mean, I actually have a listing of some of the stuff that I mean. He he recorded with Roy Orbison. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, Ricky Nelson. He wrote um, "Hello Mary Lou," which is one of his one of Ricky Nelson's song. Uh, he worked with Phil Spector, which again, a lot of the stuff was was way you know thick, thick, overproduced. Kind of stuff, which which obviously mm. is Phil Phil uh, Spector. He wrote, um, "He's a Rebel" by the Crystals, which is interesting, uh, and you know was was in, was instrumental with a lot of other things too. That town without pity, he wrote uh, that the song actually uh, got a Golden Globe um, and it reached top twenty. I mean, like so, he's got a pretty prolific history. Little bit of country kind of sprinkled in there with you know, he got a hit with this man who shot Liberty Valance and you know outside of Tulsa and all this kind of stuff and all of a sudden this guy comes out of nowhere with this like rocker from sixty eight or seventy or something like that but in that late sixties era that again you know here I am you know four hundred years old and while I'm listening to music that day I'm learning something myself you know. And my whole, you know, the old YNO, you're not listening, is like, if you think you know Gene Pitney, you might have <laughs> missed this song kind of situation, you know? Yeah. Well, I, so I jotted down a... F- interesting ahead. thing. Just interesting, like, spin on things, you know? Yeah. 
I jotted down a few things that kind of stood out to me that I thought were kind of cool if we want to kind of revisit them. Yeah. I, I don't know how much you have to talk about, you know, the content of this song. but I, uh, I mean, I, I I know we always try to, you know, kind of get in a, okay, what part of the song you want to kind of highlight or something that's special and stuff. And, and you know, parts of it are, you know, are better than others for me and stuff. But for the most part, it's just the, the whole being shocked by it. So I don't really have a the, specific, the thing about specific you know, this, title or something like that. And yeah, so. The thing about this genre and this time period is um, that songs like this, they don't change. There's, it's like they start and they end and they just kind of go fill that time gap, right? Yeah. Like there's no bridge, there's no... There's no climax. There's no kind of like build up and down. And it's not, they're not super dynamic. It's just, it's the genre. So that's probably why it's kind of hard to pick out a few things. But yeah. um, I just wanted to point out the crazy guitar and bass work. <laughs> yes. Through the whole thing. And Doom, 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 yeah, it's yeah. almost like they're playing banjo parts on a on a bass guitar. It's yeah, kind of yeah. cool. Those guys are working. They're working hard. You know. Yeah, nimble fingers. <laughs> and then the again, only other thing know, that I wrote down. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say. Then you know, hearing that, you know, and again, overproduced um, and and really thick. But but hearing that those specifics um, in for the uh, ban, uh, for the banjo for the guitar and the bass <laughs> versus what you know what you know gene pitney to be or what what i thought i knew gene pitney to be was just surprising and again you know in in listening to a song like this with headphones on with it cranked up is probably gonna you're gonna hear it differently um because of you know the, the that really kind of prolific uh guitar and, and bass work and that's what kind of caught me too it's like whoa <laughs> so so like if you could extract the vocals and just listen to the, to the um instrumental side of things i think you'd be like blown away and how good and how interesting it was you know kind of uh, the the, uh, the instrumentation of it so it's very very cool i'm sorry i jumped on you then what were you gonna say no no no, that's fine there was one other thing that i wanted to point out that i wasn't ready for and that's around two minutes there's like a cello that comes in (laughs) (laughs) see if you can listen for it it's like they're playing all these crazy guitar parts over it but then there's like long drawn out cello notes in it see if see if you hear it Hear that? Yeah, kind of in yeah. the background, yeah. which is kind of yeah. it's kind of contrast. And at the very end, when it fades out, that's all that remains. Yeah, it seems like it was all laid right on top of that, doesn't it? Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So and again, uh, that kind of stood out to me. I, I, I like that. I thought that was, that was kind of kind of a surprise. Had you had you ever heard that song before? No, I have no idea who who Gene Pitney is. Never heard no, of him. No, of course not. Of course, no. but I'm but, I'm 32 years old. I don't know who this. Guy I know, is. but but that particular <laughs> song had 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 you ever even heard that? Just kind of in general. No, no. no. Okay. I mean, I've heard songs like this. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of you know. It's it's the time. It's that time when almost you know, back back in that time, all music sounded the same. <laughs> when yes. you're in a genre, there's, right. the, you know, right. depending on what genre you're listening to, all the songs sound very similar. And so I've heard songs that sound like this, but Ex- except in this, this in this particular case, it didn't because if you if he's if you listen to the radio, well, and for the said, artist, right, right, the next song right. is coming up by Gene Pitney. You know what to expect, and it's like that's nah, not Gene Pitney. Like it right. is. Oh my god, you know, kind of thing. No, I believe you, but based <laughs> on what so we cool. what we have looked at, I just didn't. 
Yeah. I'm yeah. not familiar with him. I'm not familiar with his music. So. Um, and to know him as, you know, this this love song kind of, there's always a love is lament and broke my heart kind of thing. And, and it's schmaltzy, schmaltzy, really thick. And then to, to kind of do this with that falsetto voice. I um, mean, I, I did a, a, a some Google searching and stuff, and, and the, one of the reviews said, um, the Pitney voice in this song is an easy thing to admire, but difficult for everyone to enjoy. Seductive, overwrought, creepy. Sometimes Pitney's <laughs> voice feels a little ghostly bluff, a put-on part of a grand chiseling con that he's playing on his audience. Um, so it's like, it doesn't sound like anything you'd expect to hear from anyone, especially Gene Pitney. <laughs> yeah. You know? And it is. It's kind of when I read "Creepy," it's like, yeah, it could sound like a creepy guy just now, like yelling now in the, in the backyard. Be, nowadays, that sound would come off that way. Yeah, yeah. But but back back in the, that this time that he was an artist, I mean, that sound was all over the place. Watch American yeah. Graffiti. Half the soundtrack sounds like that. Yeah, yeah. But this is you know? this is stuff. This is stuff after a lot of the stuff on American Graffiti because American Graffiti was traditional, like late 50s early 60s this is late 60s going into the 70s and there was a you know the the picture with the girls with the go-go boots you know dancing mm. in the background you know you have that image um you know yeah. and just even using the words which was so big at the time you know you're gonna sock it to me like okay that you know kind of that <laughs> the, that gives you yeah. a time frame right there you know yeah exactly uh, which again, being my age, like we all remember when people used to say that, you know, along with "Here Come the Judge," and there was a handful of things from this this uh, this show, laughing, that just took like mainstream off, and everybody was using things like that. So this was right at that time. But when you you know when you're playing "Socket to Me," it's like okay, I, that's late sixties. I know that right now, <laughs> you know. So um, the 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 reason why it was always on my. Um, my Spotify list uh, to bring it up and, and do um, one of the, the songs in, in an episode for a podcast was th- that surprise, complete surprise. And, you know, old goat here, like there's not a lot that surprised me. I mean, when you pull out something that's really interesting, that's new that I haven't heard before, it's a pleasant surprise at the old, ooh, I didn't know this or I didn't know this artist. In fact, the song mm-hmm. you're doing, I know the artist, but I didn't know the song. It's like, this is good. I didn't know oh, the Mad yeah. Caddies. I didn't oh, know the Mad excited. Caddies. Like that was good, you know. So it yeah. was a good surprise. But this was a surprise that like I didn't expect to, to to not know about. Like just kind of right. shocked me because I knew the song, knew the artist, never put them together ever, ever. Yeah. So I think people might be surprised by that as well. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, but that I mean, whole like I said, you know, I don't, his, I didn't his voice know is hard I, to enjoy thing too. You know, <laughs> I, I was not um, familiar with this, so I don't really have much more to say. I haven't had time to yeah, study it or yeah. anything. Really listen to it too closely. Um, do you have anything else that you want to say about well, just it? Just that the reason why I wanted to do something a little different and kind of set the table for you with some of those other songs that I don't know if you even heard any of those, but those are like traditional '60s ballad standards that a lot of people probably know. Right. And yeah. then to say, okay, Sean, now that it, you know that you have this kind of voice or this kind of thought, even with the 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 country stuff kind of sprinkled in there, like that's in your mind. Now go play She's a Heartbreaker and you're going to be yeah. completely surprised. And that, that's and what I'm I was sorry that we at. didn't play a snippet of the song like we normally do now. Um, but, you know, we played all those other ones and then I kind of wasn't ready to. <laughs> I, <laughs> right. I, I, we kind of went right into it. So sorry about that. But I, I hope you got a gist for what this song actually feels like if you cheated and didn't go listen to the whole song um, from those couple <laughs> yeah. little clips that we did. But uh, yeah. so yep. sorry about that. <clears throat> yeah, just a, it's an interesting take on things that um, I wonder if other people might have been. Um, kind of surprised by that or it's like jim like you're an idiot like we've known that all along like you know just wake up and pay attention to kind of stuff like oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> probably not 
Probably not. You know? I think there's a lot of people that are going to be in my camp where they just haven't heard it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, right. I mean, it's right. a cool song. It's a cool yeah. song. It rocks. The th- it's yeah. just, it's straightforward. It's it's driving. The guitar work is really impressive and really fun. So, you know, not a bad song, just not familiar with it. But tell me that you weren't expecting that. You know, no. come on. Not at all. Nope. Come, when I was playing those other songs for you. That's no, I, I was like, okay, really? We're going to listen to this But I had a feeling it was going to be somewhat different from those. Yeah. So quick and quick one. And I think that was a short one too. I think it was only mine is Mine so, is a so. short one too. Yeah. Believe nice. it or not. Yeah. Mine is pretty short too. So if you don't have anything else, we can go. We're, we nope. don't have a ton of time. I got to go yep. pick up my, my girls from daycare soon. But um, So if, if you ask my favorite part, it's the whole song, just the surprise of it rather than anything. And if I could see anybody doing it. I don't know. No one who I mean, little Richard. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. Someone with 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 the just uh, that that high, almost squeaky, like you know, like intense voice. You know, I mean, I could who hear George. The, uh, Hold on, I'm coming. Who who does that? Oh, Sam and Dave. Sam and Sam Dave, Dave. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's yeah. Yep. Although that's the this, vibe I was getting. This is this is years after Sam and Dave and Hold On, I'm coming. But that's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, yeah. From that, so um, Ray they, Charles. They don't need maybe, to be alive. Or, whoever you choose yeah, to yeah, to cover. Yeah. Um, anyway, but so. it, just an interesting song. So okay, good. What do you got? I'm doing so. I'm doing a, a song by Grace Potter, <sighs> who is just such a badass to me. I I, I you really want loved to. Her. I love Grace Potter. I think yeah. we really need. I really want to highlight more women in rock and roll because. There are some really amazing women in rock and roll that just don't get as much recognition as they deserve. I mean, Grace Potter sells out huge stadiums, so don't get me wrong. She <laughs> is a force, but you don't hear about her too much in the mainstream. And she's just, she's such a badass. I mean, Grace Potter comes out on stage in friggin' four inch heels, looking all nice with her hair all dolled up, and you, you get this perception of her. And then she comes out with a flying V Gibson. <laughs> and she's headbanging and she just rocks so freaking hard. Yeah. And yep. but her her songs they they have this broad range of different kind of genres that she hits between like southern blues and some hard rock stuff and a little bit of reggae sound. The song that she's known for is Ooh La La, I think yep. it's called. You know, Ooh La 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 that one. Okay. That's the mainstream kind of sound. But when you hear this, and, and I'll play a little teaser of it. This, this song freaking rocks. And uh, here's a little teaser, and then we'll go listen to the whole thing. All right. So the song is called The Lion, The Beast, The Beat. And it's actually the title track for one of her albums. So go to the Spotify playlist or click the link in the show notes, listen to the whole song, come back, and we'll talk about it. Yeah. Well, well Yeah, kicked your ass, why, didn't it? Why do you uh, why did you select that particular song versus some of the other ones that she does? And this are they is, all similar? This is my favorite song by her. They're not all similar. It's a lot she, a lot of her stuff is a little bit more subdued, a little more bluesy blues rock really? kind of stuff really um, okay but yeah she's from vermont yes that sound yeah. like someone from vermont no no i know that's the whole but, thing that's um, so cool i know but this song just it just rocks so freaking hard and i just imagine being at a, a like a music festival with this thing bumping and the whole crowd just jumping like insane yeah i, I would love to see her live just just for this song to be part You've of always that said that 
Yeah, she's been on my she's been on my concert bucket list for a long yeah. time. Yeah. She's just a really good musician. Go check out some other stuff from her catalog. I won't go through it now, but um, oh, just really versatile musician and just really good. So you can't go wrong. Um, I have very little time, so I want to breeze through this. But I think this song just really, really kicks ass from the ramp up. The intro is like two minutes long. Yes. That's um, the thing I was noticing too. Around 140 is when it starts to ramp up and you realize like this song is actually gonna be pretty intense. Uh yeah. you start hearing that bass drum and then with that riff. And she seriously plays that riff for like two minutes. Uh, it's unbelievable, it, yeah. Yeah. No, for, uh 20 seconds, sorry. She plays it for like 20 seconds, and then at two minute at exactly at the two minute mark, the whole song just explodes. And it, she just has, it's just this presence. Um, and it's, it's not just her. It's Grace Potter and the Nocturnals. I should note that. Nocturnals, right. right. It, it's, it's, it's a whole band. Um, and they're just, it just rocks so hard. And I love that kick in. And then her voice is so powerful in this. And she just belts more and more as you get to the end of the song. And, and, and this uh, is, I don't really know. Like, like all the other stuff that she's done, this is like harder or, or more of a rocker or. This is heavier. This is heavier than a lot of her stuff that you'll hear. Really? Um, okay. And I, I, I really hope that she ends up making more music like this because it's really, really powerful. But, right, um, right. The thing that really stands out to me, there's a lot of stuff that stands out that I, I, I don't have time to get into, unfortunately, just because of the way that this timing worked out with this. But one thing that's cool that she does is she transitions from her belting voice to her head voice very seamlessly. And I don't know, to the point where people probably didn't pick up on it. And I just want to give one example, and it's in the pre-chorus, and I'll play the last pre-chorus, which is around 4 minutes, 43, 45 seconds, something like that, uh, when she says, um, when life life is a record, she holds that, life is a record, playing on repeat, and she's belting that, but when she says the word repeat, you'll hear she goes from that belting voice to her head voice, and it's a little bit softer before she kind of kicks into the last line that, that will lead into the riff again. So just oh, listen really? for that okay. when she says okay. the word repeat. Did you hear it? No. Can you do it, do it again? Did you hear it? Yes. yes. How cool yes. is that? Okay. It's seamless. Yeah. Yeah. It's seamless. She has so much control over her voice that you don't, you can't even tell. But if you listen, she is really belting that line out. And then that last word, wow. it's, yeah. it's, it's got like this kind of like, it's like a beauty to the tone of it that, that really gives it this softness before she goes into the next part, which is pretty cool. So mm, it's very subtle, but yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't notice it unless you're listening for it. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last thing that I wanted to highlight, and and my this episode for me is all about these are the the little things that make this song great, and you know that's kind of how the show started. I could talk a whole lot more about this, but like I said, I'm very limited on time. But one last little thing that I love in this song is at the very end when they hit the stinger, you hear that B three Leslie come in the organ, and they do okay. a little slide up right right before the stinger. Yeah. hear it uh, right before that yeah. last one yeah. yeah and i love that i love a good ending 
I love when you can have a yeah, really solid Yeah, especially with the feedback and everything at the end. It sounds yeah, like it's I mean, very raw and very This live, song is yeah. just full yeah. of, of feedback. It's that the guitar tone is so dirty. Yep. Just that. It's so, so dirty and it just drives. It sounds like the, the guy is using a microphone to hit the bass drum. Like it's just the bass drum is just yeah. so yeah. hard and loud and powerful and driving and it doesn't stop the whole time. Just through the whole song well and that's when i was making notes that's what i put is that you know the the, uh the bass and and the, and the drummer is like they're working hard on this stuff mm-hmm. and it's easy to kind of like pay attention to the guitar and miss you know that bottom that's really kind of taking care of like driving this whole thing kind of moving yeah. forward it's like a you train know? it just it's not gonna yeah, stop except the only the only thing is like it, it's funny like i almost wonder like for me the guitar is almost too much and I want to hear her voice more, even though like she's screaming and, and yelling out. Like it almost seems like the guitar is like like turn that down a bit so I can make sure that like it doesn't overpower her voice. Yeah, vocal her presence is a little lacking, you think? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. And, and I don't know if that's production or if it's just the you know the, the way I'm listening to it, but it seems like it was heavier on the guitar and, and less on the on the vocal performance, which I think is so good, you know, with her. So And one last thing that we used to talk about stereo sound a lot and and how Yeah. So the way that we're listening to the song now, it's pretty much all mono. We're not really getting the stereo sound in the way that we're listening to it. But if you listen to it with headphones on your own device, you'll hear in the beginning when they just start that guitar intro before it kicks in, it's only on one side. And it's isolated to one side, um, Uh, which gives it a cool sound. And then when it kicks in, it it fills both sounds. So it just gives it more of an impact when the whole thing kicks in. Now, is that how you would have heard it at first? So that's why it had such an impact on you, you think? Maybe. You know, and and as a guitar player, it's just so much fun to play. I mean, it's just this heavy driving drop D just crunch fest that you can just... (laughs) It's one of those things where like the harder you play your guitar, the better it sounds when you're playing a song like this. And that's what's going on there. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's just so hard. They're just playing those (laughs) guitars so hard. And the riff is not difficult. There's no big solos in this. There's that little do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. But there's no big solos in it. And so it's like it's an easy song to kind of learn how to play, which means you can play it so hard (laughs) and just kind of go all out and go wild with it. And it's it's just it's it's just it's a great and great guitar song. And the word is crunch fest. It's a crunch fest. It's it's dirty. It's just it's 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 a dirty guitar with so much gain that and yeah. and it just drives. It just drives it's, so hard. It's funny because I always think of when you hear dirty guitar, I always think of like a George Thorogood, like a really like deep deep in the the dirt blues and stuff. But this is mm-hmm. more of a rocker. This you know? this so. was rock. Yeah, this rocks yeah, so hard. Yeah. I saw so, her on um, again. I always make a reference to live from Daryl's house stuff. I saw her as on, on an episode of that and. He and his band were looking around the room when she was doing her thing and they were playing some of her songs and they were kind of like, this is different. This is unbelievable. And they were like all She's like one of those people and, that will always surprise you. And I think it's like yeah, when you look at her, yeah. when you look at her, she looks like a, like a target mom or an Instagram influencer. Like she just, <laughs> yeah, she doesn't maybe. look, she doesn't look like, like she'd go out there and rock your face. And she doesn't look like Joan Jett. She doesn't yeah, look like, yeah. you know, the distillers. Like she looks like she, she surprises you. And she just and, she kills it. And me. she was very, very nice and sweet. I believe and, it. And and, and then from it was Vermont. The old, let's Yeah, <laughs> right. And let's let's turn it on, right? Ice ice cream and uh and cheese and, and uh you know and, and niceness and cows and stuff, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean I, I, I thought of like, you know, the Joan Jets or the, um even like Lita Ford or um Susie Quattro or some of these like guitar rockers in the in the in the past and stuff and 
or maybe even you know she's got a voice like Melissa Etheridge with which a re, with a real heavy a band bit. behind it. Like she's got it, you know. So it's interesting. A bit, really and I think stuff. I could see Joan Jett playing this song. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. And I think that I think Joan Jett's voice would actually be really well suited for this song. I think that would be a really cool. I wonder if that's a huge influence on uh, on her. Maybe. Yeah. On on Grace Potter. So Um, I was trying to to, do research while you were talking at one point. There's another female lead guitar playing rocker band. Susie Ward? No. There's someone else. I can't think of who it reminds me of. And I always get her mixed up with Grace Potter and the Nocturnals. And I don't know. I don't know who it is. So I, I have to research that stuff. And I'm maybe come up. ZZ Ward is is who comes to mind when I think of Grace Potter too. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Okay. I have a couple ZZ Ward. I might, in fact, I might do some ZZ Ward next on yeah. one of my next things. Since she's on my list. But all right, well, I got to get going. All right, man. so we got to wrap things up. But um, thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you got something out of this, even though it was kind of rushed at the end there. Sorry about that. Reminder: we got links in the show notes for Patreon. We redid our Patreon page. It's cleaner, there's easier options, and there's some nice benefits in there, and they're only going to increase. So if you feel like this show is worth supporting, please check out that link in our show notes. Shout out to our Patreon people already, too. People are already involved. We appreciate appreciate every single one of you. We couldn't do it without you. And make sure you check out Pantheon Podcasts. Subscribe to You're Not Listening wherever you listen, wherever podcasts are podcasts. We are there. Rate and review, because that helps us get up the charts. And... Find us on social media. All the links are in the show notes. Check it out. We'll be back with a special guest next episode. Nice. See you later, everybody. Remember to listen to good music, stay healthy, stay hydrated, and don't be a dick. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.